Hey, hey, habit thrivers. If you're ready to rock your next chapter, this is your place. It's time to live your most fit, fearless, and fabulous life. I believe that our daily habits and routines set the foundation for achieving our dream lives and help us find more passion and clarity with less doubt and uncertainty. So let's get cozy. Grab your planner and your favorite beverage and come along with me on this journey of reclaiming your passions and finding new ones along the way. Hey there, Habit Thriver. Welcome to episode number 12 of your Habit Thrive podcast. This is the third of four episodes on planning happiness. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to the first two, then when you do get a chance, they go beautifully together. And if you are listening to this uh, podcast or these episodes in another month, they will all go together. I have to say though that September is one of my favorite planning months. So this is why I am focusing on the concept of planning our happiness. So for those of you that have had a chance to dig in over the last couple of weeks, just around noticing how your day flows, noticing and perhaps even writing down how you're framing your day, when you're getting up in the morning, when you're going to bed at night, your meals, your exercise, your energy times during the day, the time that you feel like kicking back a little bit more during the day, just keeping track of that and noticing how your days flow. That brings me to today's topic, which is why can't I keep the flow? (laughs) So you might've noticed already that there might be a day or even uh, you may have linked a few days together that you feel very good, that you've got good energy, that your day just seems to flow from the, the time you open your eyes in the morning until you go to bed at night. And then all of a sudden there's a day or another day and you think, what the heck happened? We are going to dig into that for sure because I would say that that is probably the reason that I started to study habits and uh, circadian rhythms, 24 hour clock, all of that, anything on flow actually for the last 20 years, that's the reason I wanted more of those days that flowed. So that is actually what brought me to habits and routines. But before we dig into that, I just wanted to give a shout out um, again for the reviews that are being left for my podcast. They make me smile. I am so full of gratitude. And I wanted to also share a kind of aha moment I had with reading uh, one of the reviews that came up this week from um, from chapter 80s is uh, the name of the reviewer. She reminded me that it is definitely helpful, well for me, for sure. In terms of reading the reviews, it reminds me of what's standing out for you and perhaps what I might focus on a little bit more in future episodes. And in the reviews where a question is highlighted, such as the sad light, which I mentioned in the last episode, which is the seasonal affective disorder light that I have been using for years and years and years. And the first light that I had was actually a monster light. It took up probably half of my desk, 
20,000 lux for only 20 minutes a day, not looking directly at the light. Again, you can speak to um, your physician, you can speak to uh, your pharmacist even. They will have uh, fantastic, let's say, recommendations around using the satellite. But in general, 20 minutes a day, not looking at it directly, but letting it shine on your retina. So this reviewer made the comment that she had not thought about taking it out earlier, like in September. And that made me remember the fact that when I first started to look at the seasonal affective light or disordered light, it was recommended from January on. Basically because, again, the light being lower in January, January blues, all of those things, and again, the Northern Hemisphere, where the recommendation at that time was to pull out your satellite. But here's the thing, the light dramatically starts to change, I'm gonna say even more, at the end of August and the beginning of September. So that is my go-to time for my satellite. And as I mentioned last week, the go-to time to make sure that you are getting time outside with either, again, sunlight on your eyes or just getting outside. And this particular reviewer reminded me to share that information, that yes, this is the time. And if you are looking at the possibility, let's say you are feeling your energy drop down, you are noticing food cravings, you are noticing feeling perhaps more stress, more anxiety, then yes, talk to your healthcare professional about the satellite because um, it can be a game changer. But also, read the reviews if you are considering one because there are ones out there that do not work as well. And so you want to have a light that works well, that other people have used, that um, other family members or friends or even reviews. So that was a, actually it's not an aside, it's actually part of this concept of keeping our energy up during the fall and feeling good during the fall season when the light is starting to drop. So again, shout out, this is what the reviews are, are for, but also to know that you can contact me directly uh, as well through my show notes um, if you have uh, questions that you wanna go back and forth with too. But again, this, uh, this is what I love, love, love about all of us connecting because it benefits all of us. As we move into our topic today, which is how do we keep the flow and why does that flow actually go away? Why don't we feel fantastic each and every day? I'm gonna put it into, let's say three kind of sections and I'm, I'm going to start to do that with the podcast as well. To keep myself from a habit perspective on task so I don't go down too many rabbit holes, but I'm going to focus on um, three concepts and then bring it back to what does this mean for rocking our next chapter and then leaving you with a little extra to, to chew on to percolate with for or over the course of the week. So the first thing I'd like you to think about when you have the question, why can't I keep this flow? Or you might even have this question, what is this flow? I'm not sure if that was actually flow, that that's what Lori is talking about. So I am gonna toss it back to you. Let's say at the end of the day, when you are reflecting back on your day, or even midday, you're moving through the day, and you're just doing a little bit of a check-in with yourself. You're just like, okay, how am I feeling here? 
it is interesting because when we are not feeling well, let's say we are tired or we are stressed or we are sore, we're feeling restless, we're, we tend to notice that more than when we are actually feeling good or content or happy. But this is what's important is actually noticing the words that you use. And it, it doesn't have to be something that you write down, but it's the thoughts that go through your head to make you do, let's say, that evaluation of whether your day is actually flowing. I describe flow as when activities connect from the time I wake up in the morning to when I go to bed at night, that they've connected in a way through the day that when I put my head down on the pillow at the end of the night, I just feel content. I feel like I did my best that day. I had some great things happening. I had some things that maybe weren't great, but I was okay with it. And that's the difference as well, right? Being okay with perhaps feeling tired. And I've said this before in other episodes that you can use a mantra when you get up in the morning. I can do tired. I've done tired before. Let's do tired. <laughs> so you can have a day, a day that flows that you're, let's say you didn't get a great sleep the night before, but you are able to feel that flow as you move through the day. And nobody can say to you when your day flowed well or when it didn't flow well, it's totally, totally up to you. That is my starting point though. What are the words, what are the phrases that I use and just have those little check-ins during the day to notice. Now, when you think about that connection between a day that flows and um, feeling happy, let's say, if someone says to me, what does it mean to, to be happy, like during your day? Contentment and happiness to me are connected. And very often I will say that one word in place of the other word. So someone says, how's it going today, right? You meet them somewhere. Yeah, I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, are you feeling happy? Now you won't very often get, um, get someone saying to you, are you feeling happy or are you feeling content? But I'm feeling good, I'm content, I'm happy. Those all actually go together. I would say that the word joy, so I'm just going to throw that out there because we're doing this on a continuum, right? As you're, as you're moving through your day, the word joy actually to me, and this is all it can be, right? Nobody can tell you what the word joy or happiness or contentment or flow, what they mean, how you interpret it and how you use it. You can gather those around and you can use them however you want. So the word joy for me is happiness on steroids. And joy can be a little bit more specific to an event in a moment. It can linger, but happiness has more of a connection to the flow of my day, has a little bit of a longer residue, <laughs> if I can say that. Joy is a specific thing that sometimes happens in the moment when I feel tingly, when I feel like gratitude, happiness, 
Um, all of my senses are engaged and I just feel this kind of jolt. It's like a jolt of joy. When we start to notice when that happens, and that can happen during the flow of your day for sure, but it might not. In the last 24 hours, I've had a couple of, um, a couple of things come up that have made me feel kind of a ramped up happiness. One was last night walking on the boardwalk walking with jammers and and my husband and we just came around the corner of the boardwalk and the light it was again a beautiful beautiful sunset the colors on the lake the lake was still like glass which has not happened very often this um this summer so it was like glass the reflection the um, pink and blue from the sky it was quiet 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 the air was cool it was again just at that little bit of, of dusk and it's when you stop in that moment and you almost have to catch your breath like I'm reaching for my camera or my phone I should say but I never put my phone on on walks but it's like I just wanted to capture it but there's no way you could capture it and it's that ramped up feeling of wow in the moment it's awe it's happiness, it's gratitude for being out on that walk, being you know, with my husband and jammers for having the opportunity to be blessed to be where we are living. All of that comes in together and that's a joy jolt. But that happiness, what happens after that is you, as I come home and I write in my journal and I, I talk about that in my journal because my planner and my journal go together so I can plan and guess what? That walk is planned in my journal. It's a big W in the evening. So that planned walk ends up giving me that jolt of joy that lingers into a happiness that helps me go into a good night's sleep. So that's why we plan. And that's how perhaps some of these areas of the day can connect together for that flow. So it starts with, again, I'm gonna come back to number one, it starts with how do you describe how you move through your day? Where's the happiness? Where's the joy? Where are those times that perhaps are, are more challenging, but you're okay with them? You're okay to sit with them. This too shall pass, right? I can do this tired. I'm, I've got something I'm looking forward to later on in the day, and that will help me flow through. So contentment, um, happiness, joy, gratitude that are sprinkled through, sometimes arise spontaneously as it did last night for me, but that would not have spontaneously arrived without a planned walk. So that's number one. So number two is to just think about why is it important then to have a flow in your day or to plan your day to flow. And I'm gonna come back to what I've mentioned a couple of times, and that is your brain and your body really want to know. They wanna know what's coming up next, because if they don't know, I'm gonna give you the example um, of your brain, it will conjure up some drama. It will go down that rabbit hole of thoughts because it is looking to create some activity, some drama, <laughs> 
however you want to describe it. But if you've planned to move from activity to activity and your brain is looking forward to what's coming up next, right? Even after you wash the dishes, what are you going to be doing? What are you doing after this particular part of your workday? So when your brain knows what's coming up next, it's actually, um, again, cultivating optimism to what's coming up next. And it doesn't have time to create drama. I don't have time to go down the rabbit hole of he said, she said, what if, you know, this happens, I wish this hadn't happened before. No, there's no time for that. We end up having a little bit more flow in the day just from that planning. The other thing that um, I think is really, really cool about planning and why it's important to plan that flow in your day is that you can start to see again and this is from the last couple of weeks where those opportunities to uh, stack things come together there are things in your day that you are not necessarily going to feel like doing or want to do so you start to notice what can i stack with these that i like to do that will encourage me or make it more fun to do this. So listening to podcasts and listening to music or um, even TED Talks or things that you've got a list of that you can put together with things that you don't like to do during the day. Or you, let's say you don't get as excited about. Now I know some people like washing walls and floors and love decluttering. So that might actually be the fun stuff that you look forward to. And I know there, I know you're out there. <laughs> <laughs> I know that. And again, knowing what you like to do is so, so important. But you can also then add more of good stuff by adding things that you also like to do with washing floors, washing windows, decluttering, paying bills, all of that. So you literally have a list of things that you can choose from, your happiness hits, right? Your joy jolts that I've talked about that you can combine with things that you don't like to do and your day starts to flow. So you start to look forward to things, right? So even if you are wanting to walk on a daily basis and thinking about the walking does not uh, get you excited to go out the door, but you might be thinking about what you're gonna do afterwards. Okay, you might be walking to meet with a friend. You might walk and then um, come back and sit down with a cup of coffee and call a family member or friend that you want to touch base with. So you can actually stack for the flow of your day things that you like to do with things you don't like to do so that you get that done. So that gives you that feeling of flow and you have that feeling of accomplishment at the end of the day and or you do the things that you don't like to do but you have a reward at the end of it. Your brain knows what's coming up next, your body knows what's coming up next, and I'm gonna say, for me, it actually leads to a better night's sleep. So as Andrew Weil, Dr. Andrew Weil says, a good day's waking leads to a good night's sleeping. So how do you make this happen? So this is the third part that I'm gonna round this out to start making your lists. So as I just mentioned, you have some daily happiness hits, things that you like to do during the day. Again, whether it's a dance party, music, whether it's sitting down with a cappuccino. I love watching the social. Actually, when I'm home at one o'clock, it's a little bit of, of politics, it's a little bit of fashion. So there are just little things. And when you write it down and you connect it with other things, it's actually quite amazing. So you have your happiness hit 
list, you have your, your weekend fun list, so that when you are doing activities that don't feel really flow-like, you can go right to that list and you can start to pick. And then pretty soon you're not having to go to the list because they just connect together. All right, so that's something to think about. You can start to write that down. That rounds out the three areas of having more flow in our days more consistently. But I wanna end by saying that there is no way uh, that I found yet anyways that every single day can flow exactly, that everything that I plan happens exactly how I planned it. But if I haven't planned, there's certainly less chance of a flow. And again, in my life. That's what I've noticed over the last 20 years is that planning this flow, planning for happiness, I will be guaranteed that at least 50% of what I planned will roll out and that has very often worked for me. Ah, at the end of this, I always like to take an exhale. <laughs> so just thinking about this in terms of rocking your next chapter, you're in charge. And again, I'm going to repeat what my last reviewer said. You are in charge of your happiness and your fulfillment. So feel free to take hold of the reins. Let's put our hand on our heart. One hand on your belly. Feel your breath. A nice soft inhale in through your nose. A nice long exhale. And feel free to say this with me to yourself. I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, right here, right now, doing exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, being exactly who I am supposed to be being. All is good and brave. So until next week, keep being you. Nobody else does you better than you. If you love this episode, I guarantee you're going to love exploring all the amazing opportunities that await us in reclaiming our awesomeness together. So come on over to my Facebook group, Women's Wellness Community for Women Wanting to Rock Their Me Now Years. Or let's connect over on Instagram at HabitGuru365 and make the Habit Guru podcast your healthy new habit.